my boy. Yo, what's up, man? How we doing, sir? Man, do good, doing good, man. Happy to be back, man. You know, anytime me and you get together and come back to the sports desk, man, it's always a good time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Very, very glad to be back for episode 68 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk podcast. I don't think we ever say podcast. We but don't. This is, we never use that. Yeah, but this is what it is. <laughs> it's a podcast. So, um, a black man, I was having a discussion, man, with, with, with a couple of the fellas. Uh, at the job, man, and, you know, we was talking about if college football going to happen or not, what we what we talking about. And um, a great conversation ensued. Mm-hmm. Two coaches, arguably the greatest coaches of all time. Top five coaches. It depends what era you from. Mm-hmm. But these coaches are relevant in this era, man. So who are we talking about? We were talking about Nick Saban versus Urban Meyer. Two class act top-tier head coaches. But, Black, the question was, who's the better coach? Who's had the better run, more impressive run um, since they've been in college football? So, Black, what, what do you – I'll give you my answer. I'll tell you what I said. Okay. But what you think? Number one, who is the better coach? And number two, who would you want coaching your team? Hmm, Meyer or Saban? Um, mm. I'm going to go better coach first. Okay. I'm going to say better coach is Urban Meyer. I'm going to say better coach. Oh, wow. Is okay. Urban Meyer. Okay. Reason being, because we didn't see Urban Meyer uh, in his career, even at, once you really start paying attention to Urban Meyer, he was at Florida. We knew about him in Utah. We seen him with Alex Smith and him. Undefeated season. Uh, undefeated season high. He re in, uh reinvented Alex Smith in that offense. Um, he knows how to put a great game plan together offensively mm-hmm. for his offense. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it at Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida Florida offense wasn't that great under Chris Leak until Urban Meyer got there. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen how he reinvented that that led to a national championship. Mm-hmm. That's why I say he's the greatest coach. Okay. And Nick Saban is like, it's Nick Saban. Like, the person, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> like, I think kids come in that school ready, already knowing what you have to do to play for Urban Meyer and play for Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, facts. Like, you have to be ready. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Urban Meyer, he, he may be the face, but I think his coaches around him do more coaching than he does, mm-hmm. honestly. But I'm, if I had to say more of a hands-on coaching and, and coaching, I have to give that to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, okay. Yeah, but if I was picking Marcel, perfect example. Mm-hmm. If he's playing football and if I was picking, if I'm looking for him to go somewhere and be coached and be pushed to that next level where coaching is important and he needs it, uh-huh. I'm sending him with Urban Meyer. I'm sending okay. him with Urban Meyer. And okay. we've seen the body of work in the players that Urban Meyer has, has put in and how players that he's had wasn't, wasn't too great. Okay, but once once he touched down and became the coach, they they went to stardom. Okay, uh, became good quarterbacks. Alex Smith, number one pick overall. Okay, in the NFL draft. So, um, I would say I'm going to lean towards uh Urban Meyer as the as the better coach. If you're talking about superstar stats, you got to give that to Nick Saban because it, it's Nick Saban. You well, know? you got to you got to pick one. <laughs> I got I'm out. Urban, so Urban Meyer. Meyer. Okay, Urban cool. Meyer. All right. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. 
So um, I heard all that, you know, and and <laughs> and, 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 and Ur- 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 Urban Meyer is great. He's done a lot of great things. Won national titles in two different schools. Undefeated season at Utah. Um, and that's all cool to me. Um, but to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, it's Urban Meyer. I mean, it's uh, Nick Saban is my answer for both questions. Better okay. coach, and that's who I would want to play for. The one thing about Nick Saban that I always stand out above Urban Meyer, Nick Saban built a factory at Alabama. He did. He built a powerhouse at Alabama. And year in and year out, we get the same results from Alabama. The same. They going undefeated or they going 11 and 1. They going to national championship game, college football playoff. The, the factory is going from offensive line to running backs. God knows what they produce on defense. You even has talent at the wide receiver position. Like just everywhere, everywhere, each and every year, nonstop. Urban Meyer will flake on you. When the cupboard goes bare, so does Urban Meyer. <laughs> That's the one thing I'm going to always say yeah. about him. Because let me tell you something. When he was at Florida and that run they was on, I didn't think in a million years that he would leave. Every college program goes through hard times, bro. They do. They all, we, they all do. It was, except for Alabama lately in the last, what, decade. <laughs> they haven't, you know, suffered like that. But all the other programs go through it. And when Tebow left, and the Pouncey Twins left, and, and, and that Percy Harvin, and that loaded, loaded Florida team, when that whole class left, and that man stayed there for that, that, that next year, and I think Florida was like 8-5. and five. He jetted. And I'm going to say it. He made up a health excuse to say why he couldn't coach anymore. Mm-hmm. He said out one year, knowing that Jim Trestle, Jim Trestle was on the rocks, he knew the investigation was running wild in Columbus. And as soon as the deal, handshake deal was made, they got your boy Trestle out of here and then Urban <laughs> Meyer was healthy all over again. And what did he do? He inherited another great class. Mm-hmm. He got guys, got him another chip. I, I can't take nothing away from him. But guess what? After he got that chip, he tried to come back the next year and do it again. He seen Zeke leave. He seen all these other boys getting ready to go. And guess where Urban Meyer went? He went to Fox Sports. <laughs> and now he's an analyst there. We had to step down because of the, because of everything that was going uh-huh. on with his coach. Uh-huh. Man, come uh-huh. on now, he would still be the head uh-huh. coach of uh-huh. Ohio State. That's if why it he wasn't for down. all his his nah. crazy coaches. Nah. But nah. for everywhere, Urban Myers ha- has win. He's always recruited well and be, had a factory. Has he recruited well? All, yes, he ain't always. Been there, he ain't always. been there long enough to recruit. Whenever whenever he was at Florida, Florida had top five classes the years he was there. How long was Urban Meyer at the University of Florida, Black? Uh, Probably, I want to say maybe four years he was there. Five years. He played, no, Tebow stayed to his senior year, correct? I said five years. Oh, yeah, five years. Okay. Yeah. yeah he How was long was that Ohio State? And every year he was there. Every year he was there. He had a, 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 a recruiting class ranked in the top five. Well, we'll have to fact. Every year he was at we'll Ohio State. That. Recruiting class in the top five. Well, he, so never, he, never got to, he, he never got to see those classes play. He did. He, he did. did. He did. Yeah, he seen him play. Yeah, you you okay. even though he's leaving, the talent is still there. Okay, you see it at Ohio State. Those are Urban Meyer's recruits. Uh huh. And uh, uh, Jason Day, the head coach now, uh-huh. is just picking up where he left off. Mm. That's exactly what it is now. Well, that's cool. <laughs> but I want to go with the CEO. But he has factories as well. Well, he I goes. I don't know about they that. They become factories. Florida ain't turned into no factory because what happened to them when he left? 
Oh, they, oh, they was, they, they was trash after he okay, left. Okay, so Urban Mosby removed Ohio State. But for while one he season. was there, what was, what were they like? I wouldn't say they were a factory. They were. No, man. You yes, know what a factory is? Do. You want to know what a factory is? Uh, top, uh, top five classes in five years, D. That's pretty good. That's, no, 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 no. A that's factory is winning titles. He won two. Yeah, titles. He won two. How many championships did Alabama won in a decade? Maybe like three, four. Huh? Bob, no, Urban Mike has six championships total, right? Who? Nick Saban. I mean, Nick Saban. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nick Saban has five what? at Alabama and one at LSU. And one at LSU. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in a decade, Urban Mike has three. He has three in a decade. All right. He has one at Ohio State and he has two at Florida. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's maybe it's to each his own. Who you rather ride with? But me, I don't want to ride with somebody who's going to be loyal to the cause. I want to be yeah. with somebody who no that, matter what, we got a solid foundation with Coach Saban. He could have left and went to the NFL, no problem. Yeah. He could have left and went any other job he wanted to, no problem. Because when he got to Alabama, Alabama was tricky to dash. Yeah. They well, was trash. And the reason why I say coaching, because we, me and you have sat and seen certain situations that Alabama was in, and we were like, what is Nick Saban doing? When it comes to coaching, what is he doing? You know, uh, why but that's that not why, often. But why, it's not often. Why, why was that decision made? But when when it comes to coaching with Urban Meyer, you don't you don't have to say that. Mm, I've seen because it because that offense is going to be primed I've and ready seen, to go. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> How often have you seen it? I've man? seen it just as much as you've seen it with Nick Saban. <laughs> okay. You know, just as much. All right. But uh, you know, yeah, that's the question. You know, you got two great coaches, uh, maybe the two greatest ever, uh, top tier Hall of Fame. Uh, above the league coaches, man, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, you know, who would you, who would you play for? Who do you like more? Who's a better coach? Y'all let us know. Uh, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! That's the guys. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Maybach music. Maybach music. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. A lot of people like that MMG drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I we, like that. Yeah, we, yeah, big, yeah. we big music heads, hip-hop heads here. So I'm trying to find all the classic drops. That's why you hear that. Somebody was like, oh, y'all signed the MMG? I'm like, no, fool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a dope drop, man. Just so just to put it out there. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it, man. We got a lot to talk about today. You heard the opener. You heard the intro. We had some mega news come out today. Me and Black Cat now wait to dive into that. None other than Iron Mike Tyson against Roy Jones Jr. will be happening. If, you were, if you've been asleep under a rock or dead somewhere, you should know that information by now. But we're going to talk about it, all right? All right, we're also going into some NBA. The season is back this Thursday, baby. 
This Thursday, man, the NBA is back. It's a lot to talk about leading up to that. We got some top 10 rankings from ESPN. We're going to see how we feel about that. Lou Williams had to go get him a bite to eat. We're going to talk <laughs> about that as well. You know what I'm saying? Talk about sweet Lou, what he yeah, got rocking, man. Steak and potatoes, yes, man. Uh, we're going to talk a little NFL. Jamal Adams to the Seahawks, man. Biggest news out of the NFL uh, this week. A lot to talk about. And is my man back? Yes, sir. So, all right. So, we're going to get into it, man. Black, let's go ahead and kick the show off, man. Let's get into our start, bench, or cut. All right, all right, Black. Let's get into it, man. I'm one of you, Black. I'm one of you, man. This one right here is the toughest one of all time. Okay. This one is the toughest one. All right. I barely, I barely myself could pick out of this list here. Toughest one of all time. To me, it is. Okay. To me, it is. And I'd be eager to hear what our listeners well, have I'm to say about then. this as well. Yeah. All right, let's get into it, man. So this start, Bitch Cut is dedicated to dynamic duos. Dynamic, historic legendary duos out of the National Basketball Association. You ready? Mm -hmm. All right. From the Los Angeles Lakers, we have Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, arguably the greatest point guard of all time and the leading scorer in NBA history on one team. Number two, we have Michael Jeffrey Jordan and Scottie Pippen. These two are back and forth known as the greatest duo of all time. And at number three, you got the Big Diesel, Shaq Diesel, and the Mamba, my man's Kobe Bean Bryant. Black, what duo are you starting? What duo are you benching? And most important, Black, what duo you sending to the house? Mm. <laughs> all right, man. Uh I'm starting Shaq and Kobe. Oh. I'm benching. I'm going to bench Jordan and Pippen, and I'm cutting Magic and Ooh. Kareem. Wee! You was wildin'. So here we go. <laughs> I am also starting Shaq and Kobe. I am benching Magic and Kareem, and I am sending because Scottie Pippen... <laughs> Is the other half of this duo to the house. So Jordan and Scotty, y'all gotta go to the crib. Kobe Shaq, Magic Kareem, and no, it's not a Lakers thing, or maybe it is a Lakers yeah. thing uh, for your boy. Alright. So And y'all uh, know I'm not a Lakers fan, so hey, look, come on, man. Hey, so hey, it's 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 all good, man. So I, I thought that was a tough one, man, because all three yeah, of these that's duos. A good one, though. All three of these duos are yeah, legendary, man. One. They are very legendary. Um, so y'all let us know, listeners, all of our supporters. What duo are you starting? What duo are you benching? Magic Kareem, Jordan Pippen, Shaq, or Kobe? Y'all talk to us. All right, but we're going to get into our sound of the week, man. We're going to get into our sound of the week, man. And this sound of the week is dedicated, man, to the news that we got this week. And I'm going to tell you, black man, 
when I heard this sound, I was shaking to my core when I heard this man speak. Now, I'm going to set the scene. Now, this man was speaking to the legendary Sugar Ray Leonard. And Sugar Ray Leonard was terrified with almost tears in his eyes at what this man was saying. I sounded the art of fight. I know the art of war. That's all I ever studied. That's why I'm so feared. That's why they feared me when I was in the ring. Because that's all my, I was annihilated. That's all I was born for. And now those days are gone. It's empty. I'm nothing. I'm working on being the art of humbleness. Can you be with me? That's the reason why I'm crying. Because I'm not that person no more. And I miss them. Because sometimes I feel like a bitch. Because I don't want to. I don't want that person to come out because if he comes out, hell is coming with I know the art. Mm. Now, that is a short sound of the week this week, but for all those who couldn't make it out, that was Mike Tyson talking to Sugar Ray Leonard, and he was crying, having an emotional breakdown. Why? Because he is not the young, head-hunting killer that he was when he was boxing. He's an older, mature man, and he is upset that he can't experience that energy that he once had when he was probably the, well, the baddest man on the planet. Mm -hmm. All right. So Sugar Ray Leonard was nervous. Did you see look at Sugar Ray Leonard? I've seen him. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. I was I was like, man, is Sugar Ray just finna get up and walk off? Because it looked like Mike was going through something, dog. Yeah, he was. It looked like he Mike was going was. through something, man. So well, we, we know Mike passionate, man. We for know sure. he real passionate about, for sure. especially about boxing, man. For sure. Anything to do with boxing. Yeah, man. So that was a real, real intense uh, sound of the week. But when I saw that one, man, I just had to grab it. Oh, yeah, it. that's a good one, man. All right, man, we're going to get into our top five. Let's go ahead and do our thing. Shout out Harlem Heat. All right, man. So we're going to get into our top five, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little refreshed with the top five, Black. I've been kind of on a roll here. Yeah, yeah. You know, been, getting yeah, it You've been coming up with some good ones, yeah, man, for top five, stuff. man. Yeah. Some different stuff, man. And I was sitting back watching um, um, some old UFC fights the other night. And it was going over, like, the biggest, I mean, the biggest cars, the biggest fights. So they're like, hmm, that'd be, that's a good one. You know, you got WWE, you got MMA, you got professional boxing. So, Black. What top five fight announcements got you hype, baby? Give me your top five fight announcements of all time. Yep. All right. All right. At number five, in 1996, I was a young lad, you know, but I can remember having uh, this announcement being made and uh, all the goosebumps it gave me mm. being young as a kid and then seeing my, seeing my father be excited as well. And that was Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield yes, one. Sir. Yes, sir. At number four. And this right here brings back so many memories because I can remember my homeboy. He was so invested in this in 2009. Okay. This was at our, this is when we really, really start paying attention to the UFC. UFC uh, 94. George 
Rush St. Pierre versus BJPN 2. <laughs> At number three, WrestleMania 28, Undertaker versus Triple H, Hell in the Cell. My 20, God. In 2012. Mm. At number two, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. The, okay. the battle of the, the loudest mouths in, in <laughs> combat sports. Yeah, and at number one, and this is my favorite, this gave me goosebumps because both of these fighters, when they fought, they were at their best. They were at their height. To me, they were the best two fighters in boxing. That was Floyd Mayweather versus Miguel Cotto in 2012. Okay, okay that's what's up. That's, so that's number one? That's number one. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. I like that. And here we go. All right, man. So me, number five, Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, WrestleMania 18. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Dream match come true. Yeah. We never thought we'd see it, but we did get that match. At number four, the notorious Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo Jr. Ooh, yeah. Probably at that time, the biggest fight in UFC history. At number three, I'm right with you, Black. When they announced Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield as a JIT, I got chill bumps because I knew the magnitude of that fight. At number two as well, I got Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Black, I still can't believe that fight actually happened. <laughs> you ne no one never thought of it. I think you were, honestly, I think you was the only one who had hope and was like, bro, this fight going to get done. I was like, bro, ain't no way. You dealing yeah. with the UFC. You dealing with uh, Mayweather promotions. Ain't no way. But they got it done and we was treated. Yes, we, we was. Treated. Yes, and we at was. number one, all time, when Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff let the world know back in 1997 on WCW that the black and white Sting was getting a title shot versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan <laughs> at Starcade 97. I was in utter disbelief and shock and almost shook my brother to death because I was so excited. That was Sting's first match in over a year and a half, bro. Starcade. Starcade 1997. Man, my homeboy got t-shirts commemorating, uh, commemorating that pay-per-view, man. So, yeah, Sting Hogan 1997. All right, man. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into the tweet of the week. And Black, I got a bunch of tweets, man. I got a bunch of tweets. Um, let's see here. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like that, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Snoop and DMX. That verse was hard. All right, so Black, man. Bear with me, Black, because I have a lot of tweets, man. It's a lot of stuff that had just been going on, man. So let's kick off with this one here. All right, what we got? What we got? Let's see. Alright, my, my man at A.D. Carter 13, if you are Roy Jones Jr. just getting out of this fight with both ears attached would be a win. <laughs> at Noel Burnett, Roy's dream was to fight Tyson. Live, he's living out a dream and he's getting paid hella money to do so. Hey, why not? AJ nothing but a number. At the chosen one number one, man, I feel real sad for Roy. An all-time great. That just will not hang up the gloves. If Tyson connects clean, it's lights out. My boy Sydney 89. I'm not saying Mike Tyson is going to win or lose, but what I will say, all you youngsters out there, go YouTube a video of Roy Jones Jr. Because that man was Floyd Mayweather before Floyd Mayweather. Ooh. He was a beast and he's a great business mind. He's not taking this fight to get knocked out and look like a bum. I promise you that. All right, Black, two more. We got some beef in the National Football League. Early this morning, Keenan Allen, wide receiver from the Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers said, 
Okay, man, I'm tired of biting my tongue. Huh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they are not better than me. I am a better receiver than them. Mike Evans claps back. Hey, bro, don't be mad at us. We ain't made the rankings, and I don't even care about them. I like your confidence, but let's be realistic. Bro, you ain't on my level. Yes, sir. So that's Keenan Allen and Mike Evans getting into it Yikes. this morning. And shout out Snoop Shop Trade. <laughs> shout out everything that was going on back then. You know, you can, you know, you have nothing but a G thing, baby. Okay. Hey, man. I read off a lot of tweets, man. And I couldn't really decide which ones black, you know, I was going to roll with, man. But um, I picked them out. All right, black. So let's get into it. We finna talk, man. So I'm going to play another clip, man. The first promo has came out. We're going to start off with boxing today. The first promo has been released for the pay-per-view extravaganza that we hope it to be. And I'm going to play this clip right now, man. Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson. Human beings are not meant to be humble. Unbelievable. We're not born to be humble. We're born to be humble. Everybody know it. Yeah. Boxing is a brutal sport. He dominated. Dominated. His legs are huge. His thighs are huge. His arms are huge. His neck is huge. So it's like, it's very risky, yes. But God is in control of all. Because I was beating everybody in every weight class I was in. What's she gonna do? It's, it's like David and Goliath. He's a giant. Monster, we know. And my ego's with me, and I'm saying, you think you fly, huh? You ain't shit. Look, the amateur getting here, kick your ass. You better get on top of your game. You want to get embarrassed in front of these people? And I'm little old David who only has God on my side, <laughs> which is only all I need. <laughs> and then the other ego say, you, and watch what I'm going to do. So that was the first promo, and you can catch that on Triller. All right, that's the account. You catch it on YouTube, Instagram, uh, for what we getting ready to talk about, man. So, Black, before we get started, man, I just feel like, you know, we should pay a little bit of respects, man. You know, Mike Tyson's getting a lot of attention. He's getting a lot of attention, Black, with this fight, and just rightfully so. Let's everybody, everybody, get on your feet, get on your feet right now, right now, Jones, 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 Jr., the best powerful pound fighter, fighter in the world, fighter in the world. Whoever don't agree, whoever don't agree, you know what? I guess y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. When they stole my gold medal and sold career, let's look back at my whole career, cause y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. That was, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also a rapper. He is a he is a rapper, man. Roy Jones Jr. Y'all must have forgot. Let's get down to business, Black. On September 12th, on pay-per-view, we have an eight-round exhibition from Mike Iron, Mike Tyson, and Roy Jones Jr. Heavyweight fight, Black. I want to know what were your first thoughts. What was your energy like when that alert came across your phone? 
Tyson Jones Jr. Yeah. Man, when it, <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> boxing guy. Everybody know our listeners know this. Man, when I seen to come across the phone, the first thing I did was I laughed. Uh-huh. I laughed, man. I really laughed. It was like, this is really happening. Yep. Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson. And I, yep. I showed a few of my coworkers, mm-hmm. you know, it, it as well. And they was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? Really? But I got to thinking about it. Like, I, after I seen it, I got to thinking about it. I was like, this could be something very interesting and fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know, if you haven't seen videos lately, lately of Mike Tyson going viral all over social media with his workout and uh, him hitting the bags and everything, the, uh, the mitts, Mike, Mike Tyson still has crazy power in his hands at 54 years old. Really haven't seen a whole lot from Royce Jones Jr., but me personally, I don't have to see a lot. He just... <laughs> he's just one of the best of all time. Like the man said, this man moved up in different weight classes and became a champ, moved all the way up to heavyweight to become a heavyweight champ. Mm-hmm. If y'all forgot about that, beat Andy Ruiz to become heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. But we all know what in boxing, you know, times come when, you know, it's, it's weight cuts and things like that happen. And then we seen Roy Jones at Taylor in his career, you know, take some losses, but that's part of boxing. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're not a few people like Floyd Mayweather and, you know, a few others from back in the day, you know, they don't know defeat. But, you know, we've had the we had the the platform to be able to see Mike Tyson, me indeed, be able to see Mike Tyson at his height. Yep. Floyd, I mean, Roy Jones Jr. at his height. And now them being older, I don't know exactly how old Roy Jones Jr. is. I think he's 47. Okay, well. You have a 54-year-old and so. Mike Tyson and a 47-year-old and Roy Jones Jr. If these guys are in shape, and from what I've seen, and from what I've seen on social media and uh in in hearing that these guys are in shape and, and ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to be in shape and ready to rock and roll. So I think this I think this one is really for all the old school boxers. Mm-hmm. All the old school boxer fans can really appreciate this. Who always paid attention to boxing in the 90s and the early 2000s when these guys was dominating the sport. Mike Tyson, the baddest man on the uh, on the planet uh, in combat sports. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. Uh, before it was a Floyd Mayweather, it was a Roy Jones Jr. That was the guy you was talking about like Floyd Mayweather now. So I'm excited to see this, man. I got excited. I got excited. At first I laughed at it. But once I got to thinking about it, I got excited. Yep. Cause I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna be treated to something, to something special, yep. and then something fun. I don't think it's gonna be one of those. Oh man, why did they do this? I don't think it's gonna be that. Because from from what I see, what my eyes seeing, these guys are, uh, they're doing their things, man, in the gym. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson looks great. Mm-hmm. Great. I remember D sent me a. Uh, uh, a picture of Mike Tyson before and after, and mm-hmm. this man looks like he's twenty years. He looked what if you didn't if he didn't have his beard and his gray hair, you wouldn't even know that he was fifty four years old. Looks great. He looks great, like he was a young Mike Tyson, uh, a young champ. Facts. So yeah, man, I'm excited, D. I'm excited. I, I I'm excited about it. I'm a boxing fan, so this is gonna be a treat for me. Yeah, man. Look. um <laughs> At first, when I got it, man, I thought it was a joke. 
I thought it was a joke, man. I was like, man, what is this, man? And then immediately after the the, the alert came through to my phone, we got like my, not we, but my Twitter just started going crazy. Like people just start like commenting on the report from Bleach Report and ESPN. And I'm at work, man. And I actually was sitting down at my desk, and I was like, man, let me think about this for a second. I'm like, Mike Tyson has been getting in shape for real, for real. We haven't seen Roy. You know, so I, I don't I didn't know what to think about, bro, but I know what Tyson been doing. Shout out my dog, Bascot. He a big boxing fan like you. Mm-hmm. And he's like he's been saying it like once um, Mike was getting in shape because, you know, Mike was in the gym getting and ready and getting in shape yeah, for a while was. now. Yeah. And nobody could really understand what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? And he was saying, like, bro, he's going to come back. Tyson going to get a fight like against who? And then they tease Tyson Fury. They tease another name out there, and the deal didn't just go through. And then we got this with Roy Jones Jr. Bruh, I was a huge Roy Jones Jr. fan. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> like, I love Roy. I love the flash. I love the the, 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 the bravado, the, the charisma, like everything that this man had, bruh. I was more a fan of that than probably him as an actual boxer. Because he was bringing life to the sport, bro. Mm-hmm. And at that time, boxing was healthy. It was. With Roy, but Roy was the main attraction at that time, too. Yes, You know was. what I'm saying? One of them, at least, you mm-hmm. know? But um, all in all, man, I'm actually excited for this. I want to see this. I want to see what goes down, bro. I want to see what goes down with these two. And I'm hearing a lot of people rolling with Tyson. I feel people, but hey, keep in mind, Mike Tyson is 54. <laughs> he looks great, but he's still 54. Roy Jones is 47. What are we really going to see? What I think we're going to see, I think we're just going to see, hopefully, good boxing. Will we get a knockout? I don't think we're going to get that. You don't think so? I don't think we're going to get that. Don't get me wrong. This is boxing. These guys know how to throw punches. They do. So if they don't protect themselves, you know, we could eventually see somebody get knocked out. But at the same time, man... I'm going to have my Angry Orchards 24-pack. <laughs> I'm sure me and Black could be together. 24-pack of the Orchards. Going to have all kind of snacks and meals all over the house so we can grab anything at any time. And um, looking forward to this, man. At first, I wanted to laugh, like you said, Black, but nah, man. Like, I'm anticipating this. Yeah, yeah. I'm anticipating this. And D, I can't. I don't know. I don't know who I'm rolling with yet, man. Like. I don't either. It's too early. I don't know. I don't. I you might know? not even. I might not even. I know we're going to have to pick the fight. Yeah, we're going to have to pick it. But at the same time, I'm going to be split because I love both of these guys. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Me guys. as well. But man, listen, our listeners, if you if you like boxing or didn't know about, you know, Mike Tyson or, or, or Roy Jones Jr., man, y'all have to tune in this, man. Y'all going to be y'all going to be treated Thanks. just because they're legends of the sport. Thanks. And they both being at the top of the sport at their times Thanks. when they were boxing. So, man, don't y'all, y'all don't want to miss this, man. Y'all going to be treated to uh, a good, a good boxing, like D said, hopefully a good boxing match. Yep. But both of these guys hold power in their hands, so I wouldn't be shocked Thanks. if they ended quickly. Facts, definitely. All right, but let's transition, man. Let's talk about these gentlemen's legacy. Legacies, all right? Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Let's start with Mike Tyson, man. His nickname, Iron Mike, but he was also known as the baddest man on the planet and to me that's the greatest nickname of all time (laughs) it might not be the most catchy it might not be to have a gimmick to it but it's bold it's clear clear cut what that what that nickname means baddest man on the planet and there's not many people that carry that name absolutely not (laughs) so man talk to me about what you remember about tyson's 
legacy? What do you remember about just the, the, the all-world specimen of Mike Tyson? Man, uh, like the man said, ferocious, man. Mm-hmm. Just ferocious power. Like, man, like, I can remember as a child, man, my, my dad getting these pay-per-views and being upset because they lasted two seconds. <laughs> like, literally, man, like, we, you would pay, back then you were paying like maybe like 40 or 50 bucks then. It wasn't, it wasn't too steep how it is yeah, now. Yeah, not like it is now. You know, but we were mad because people was like, man, we want to see Mike fight. But they, they knew, they was hoping they finna be treated to something, but Mike say, nah, this gonna be an early night. Oh, you got treated all right. Yeah, you got treated. <laughs> but I always remembered uh, those pay-per-views, they always made, see, somehow they always made sure they was drug out. Because oh, they yeah. know it was the potential of Mike oh, yeah. ending, ending yeah. the night. Yeah. So with all the other fights, they made sure it yeah. was fights that was going to be drawn out yeah. so people could stay tuned in, yeah, yeah. you know, so they could keep their ratings up. But, yeah. man, just, just everything about Mike. He was the, you can potentially say he was the first pay-per-view attraction mm-hmm. of a uh, 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 comeback sports that was big time. Mike yeah. Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. Facts. You know, everybody before then, I can't remember. In my in my lifetime, being a kid before then, who was a big pay per view uh, attraction before Iron Mike Tyson? Yeah, because I don't think in, like in Ali, sport. I don't think Ali and none of those guys. Yeah, they those were on fights pay-per-view. were on HBO, right? You right. know, back in the day, or uh, right, right, Showtime right. Sports or whatever. Probably it may HBO, be. probably HBO, so, CBS. Yeah, on CBS. Yeah. But um, man, just I remember everything about him. My dad was so invested in Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember my dad having Mike Tyson shirts when I was a kid. Same, like same. Mike fight parties like everything about mike uh my father was invested in didn't coming up i always seen mike so man this man was like like d said the the baddest man on the planet yeah you know i can really sit and think uh, like what mike was really going through when he when he kind of when we kind of first got when he got shocked and got beat by buster douglas he was going through a lot in his life man and and being on top bro for that long because mike was on top a long time and he was a kid Young boy. 21 years old. Young boy. A young boy on top of sports. He was not just boxing on top of sports. Mike was everything for sports. Mm -hmm. So him being at the top, man, it was just, it was, it was a great thing to see. But man, Mike Tyson is everything. What did you say, man? Uh, The baddest man on the player. Power in both fists. Like that's what you got it. The ferocious dog. Everything animal in Mike Tyson. That's what he was. Yeah, my answer is going to be much shorter. Shorter. Um, <laughs> this man was like a tornado. You know, if you can look up National Geographic real quick and see what a tornado can do, that was Mike Tyson. Um, ferocious. He looked invincible. He was almost something that was appeared to be from not this world, outer space. Like he was something. That you had to say, does this man even bleed? Like, is he a robot? Is this the Terminator disguise as Mike Tyson? You feel what I'm saying? Like, he was something scary. You watching it on TV and you petrified of this man. This man is hundreds and hundreds of miles away from you. But you watching this, you see the look in his eyes that he is there to kill. Literally. He is thirsting for blood each and every time he got in the ring. And we would see the fighters that he would go against. They would put the cameraman, the camera on these other fighters. And these people would be literally shaking, bro. They couldn't even look into Mike Tyson's eyes, bro. And that's why the fights was over in two to ten seconds. (laughs) Because this man was nothing to be played with. And you heard the sound of the week clip. 
Like, this man has a different type of passion, bro. Mm-hmm. He got another level of focus, bro. And that's exactly who he was. We know Mike had his problems, but we ain't here to talk about that. We talk about what we've seen and what his legacy is. And his legacy is that he was a dog. Yeah. And he's still a dog to this day at 54 <laughs> years old. So Mike is beyond a legend to me. He was a cultural icon. Mm-hmm. He impacted the world. He made it okay to be like, you know what? I ain't taking no nonsense. You can, I can apply Mike Tyson's attitude to my everyday life mm-hmm. and be successful. That's what I did, and that's what I do. When I look at videos of Mike Tyson, bro, that energy travels inside of me mm-hmm. because it's real. And I love the man. Yeah, He was just amazing, man. Just amazing. Uh, Mike Tyson. So let's transition, man. Let's transition. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Troy Jones Jr. in black. I'm going to go first if you don't mind. Okay. I love this guy. I still love him, man. Let me tell you something, man. I'm a huge fan of Floyd Mayweather. I'm a huge fan of Muhammad Ali. I'm a huge fan of the showmanship boxers and athletes, Conor McGregor's. The, uh, uh, I'm, just, I'm just a big fan of these people who can get in him, really put on the show for us. But Roy, I love Roy more than I love Floyd. And this is why. Listen, Roy, look, look bro, Roy Jones Jr. had this swag about him that was so loud. That you had no choice but to pay attention to him. His skill set was ridiculous. I, I don't remember who he was fighting, bro. But he hit a joker with four left hooks and then a straight jab. And this man sat down in the first round. It was over. And the one fight I remember, bro, they screwed him out of the belt. They said he late hit somebody. And they yeah, stripped him of the title. They took the belt from him. Yeah, I remember that. So Roy was screaming in the post, screaming in the post conference, like, I want immediate rematch. This is crazy. This is the only way they can beat me, blah, say, blah. Got the rematch right away. Five months later, bro, he beat this man with three punches, bro, in the first round and <laughs> got his did. belt back. Sure did. <laughs> Just simply amazing, man. Like his skill set, the way he moved in the ring, the way he flowed, the way he threw his punches, the way he came out to the ring. Like he was one of the first athletes signed to jump, man. Like yeah. a lot of people don't sure remember was. that. Like Roy Jones Jr. was one of the biggest uh, athletes on Jordan brand. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I still remember the headbands and the wristbands, the Jordan logo on his trunks, the Roy Jones trainers. I remember those sneakers. I tried so bad to get those when I was in high school to get the red, white, and black Roy Jones Jr. Jumpman trainers. Like, that's, I remember, man. Like, this dude was just, he was, he was like, he, he brought pop culture to boxing. He did. You know, and you wanted to see Roy fight. And, I, and I'll share this one last moment. I'll kick it to you, Black. It still burns my neck to this day that Antonio Tarver was the <laughs> one that beat Roy Jones. Not once, but twice. It still burns my soul that it was Tarver, bro, who ended. He really ended the run of he Roy did. Jones Jr. He did. But Roy had a hell of a run, though. He so, did, so what's man. your thoughts on uh, Roy Jones man, Jr.? Just like Y'all must have forgot, forgot, Like everything forgot. you said, D-Man, about the guy. And I can remember one instance, and I'm, I'm going to trip you out with this one. Um, I don't remember who exactly who he was fighting. I'm, I'm going to say Andy Ruiz, but I don't think it was Andy Ruiz when he moved up the heavyweight, but... We just, this is the point where we knew Roy Jones was the, Roy Jones Jr. was the man. It really didn't matter. We can't really remember the people he fought. You know, he was that good. Because he, when he got in the ring, 
Yeah, he fought hard, but I think this was after hard when when Roy Jones was at his height. Like, but this I think man, he went up to light heavyweight first. Yeah, he went up to light. Yeah. He fought. He fought at light, light heavyweight, heavyweight, and then he, and then he went to heavyweight. heavyweight. Sorry, heavyweight. Yeah. yeah. So this one fight, man, and I can't tell y'all who it was. This man actually, this man actually, in his ring, his ring intro, his ring walk. Was mic'd up and performed his song as he was walking to the ring. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, as he forgot, was walking forgot. to the ring. Mm-hmm. I, when I seen that, I was like, "Man, this guy's a star. Mm-hmm. He's a star. Mm-hmm. You don't see you before then. You didn't see boxers do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was unheard of. You know of. the reason why you see boxers do that now? You know who was? You know who they got that from? Roy, Roy Jones Jr. Roy. You know why you see boxers walk with rappers now? You know who they get that from? Roy. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Facts. Hey, YouTube it, kids. The, the, <laughs> the man, like D said, the man's swag, his just everything about him, his ring attire. Yes, sir. The cup. You know who bring out the bright colors? Roy Jones. That was cool for a, a, a black boxer to have bright colors and look nice? Roy, Roy Jones, Jones Jr. Jr. Fresh cut airtime. Tape Every up time. A cut, tape up a cut your wide open if you touch it. <laughs> He, Roy Jones Jr. made it cool. Yes, sir, he did. For us as kids, be yeah. like, oh man, boy, we got something in this boxer right here in Roy Jones Jr. Facts, bro. We got something we can look at. Swag. Facts. You know, confidence, everything. Ultra you know what talented. I'm and then on top of that, if, and then on top of that, he was a rapper. So that made it even better. Because what, what kids re- can relate to was rap. All in all, entertainer. All in all, entertainer. You got everything. I remember the one time. I remember the one time he came here and fought in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh-huh. I'll never forget that, man. And I wanted to go so, so bad, bad. So bad. Yep. But I can who he fought, I don't know. I know he waxed him in like yep. the first two rounds and it was over with. Mm-hmm. But he did come to Jacksonville. He's he's from Pensacola, Florida. Yeah, he's so from Florida. Yep. It was it was a treat, man, to, to see Roy Jones Jr., man. Uh he was Floyd before Floyd. He was. You know what I'm saying? He was he was Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. I'm not even finna say he was Floyd before Floyd. He was Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Everything that you got from Floyd, you got from Roy Jones Jr. before him. Yep. You know, you, all the great defense, you know where that came from? Roy Jones Roy Jr. Roy Jones Jr. He Roy was Jones a great Jr. defensive fighter. Mm-hmm. And then still was powerful enough to get you out of there. Like mm-hmm. D said, hit a man with four right straight. hands straight. Straight. And then cleaned him with the left. Sat him down. Sat him down. <laughs> Never forget it. Uh, man, I, I love Roy Jones. I'm right along the lines with D Wood, Roy Jones, man. I loved him as, as a kid coming up, man, looking at Roy Jones do everything from the hip-hop culture to, you know, what he does did in the ring. Like, everything he stood for was amazing to watch, man. And I enjoy everything about Roy Jones Jr. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. Yes. So just talking about these two guys, I know we talking about them in nostalgia purposes. I know we talking about them in the past tense, you know, everything they've done before. I, we do realize that we're doing that right now. But I tell you what, man, Black said it earlier. If these guys can come in the ring in shape, look to par, and look like fighters and not come in there looking like, you know, when, when, when Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair was in the steel cage <laughs> match at TNA, both of them jokers look like big bags of potatoes oh, in there man. trying to wrestle, man. If these, and now we know Tyson's going to come in raw because we see what he look like right yeah, now. Yeah. But if Roy can come in in shape and ready to go, man, you know, that would be great. That would be great. And, and, and last but not least, man, with this topic, like you think this is good or bad for boxing? You think this is a good look or a bad look for boxing? Me personally, I think it's a good look. Okay. Because uh, boxing is really finna, in the month they're having this fight, 
boxes is really going to be getting ramped up. Yes. And started again. So yes. Yes. why not throw this in, in there yes. as a good starter for boxing getting back off the mat? You have two legends fighting. Yes, you do. You know, and uh, I think that this could be a good deal for boxing because I feel like the pay-per-view numbers are going to be through the roof for boxing. I think absolutely. I think it's going I think to be so through absolutely. the roof. Because we're not getting too many pay-per-view fights here in these next couple of months in boxing. This may be one or two, but not a lot. Mm-mm. So we're going to be treated. And then uh, at the same time, everyone's home. So why not tune in? They, everybody will be. Everybody will be. Gen- everyone's going to be home. So why not tune in to see two legends fight? I think this is a genius move on Tyson and Roy Jones yes, Jr. and everybody is. who's involved. Now, we don't know, you know, uh, rumors be, rumors are swirling that the zone might get to fight. Uh, rumors are that Floyd and his company are trying to get in on the pay-per-view as well. So there's a lot of movement to see where this fight is going to be held. But, Black, it don't matter where it's held. Exactly. Whoever got the what fight, people going to tune in. What they say the destination right now is L.A. In California. In California, that's yeah. the destination for it. No, I'm I saying th- like the, the zone or Showtime oh, who or whoever. Yeah, who, who okay, 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 okay. Like, well, it. it don't matter who hold the fight because yeah. you know what? Here at the Sports Test D, we have all the links, my yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter who the fight with. Yes, sir. We're going to see it regardless. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's going to gonna be a it's gonna be a treat man i think you have to tune into this fight yep. like for for people who really wasn't around when mike tyson was the man or, or really didn't know about roy jones jr when he was the man you're you're going to be treated to watch these guys fight yep so it's gonna be great man so again september the 12th that is on a saturday eight round exhibition we'll be talking about this much more as it leads up to the fight iron mike tyson roy jones jr man um Wow, two legends, two icons. Um, and we just hope, we hope that these gentlemen come in in some type of shape and give us some type of show that we can come in here and say, you know what, man? Them boys did all right. They did all right, man, and it won't be a joke. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. All right, man, so we're going to transition into the National Basketball Association. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? So it's on the right at the sports, the sports desk that we pay, that we pull, excuse me, that we pay total respects here. Home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! Woo! Lakers, let's do it. Yes, sir, Lakers, let's do it. All right, black man, the NBA is back. Scrimmage games happened this past, uh, started, excuse me, scrimmage games started last Thursday, man, and 
I don't know about you, Black. Well, I do know about you. That we've been <laughs> locked in. I was so excited to get home. I think it was Wednesday night the games first uh, got back. I was so excited to get home, turn on my TV, and watch some NBA basketball. So, Black, how did it feel? Even though we got scrimmage games right now, how did it feel getting basketball back on your TV screen? D, man, it just feels so great, man. Yes, sir. It feels so great to have basketball back. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. It could have been a, a horse play. I don't care what it was. We got some basketball play back. It could have been it could have been two on two with the pickup court in the bubble. I didn't care. <laughs> we got basketball back. We finally got the sport that we love in the NBA. We got it back and was able to see our favorite players and uh, uh, players throughout the league, man, get back on the court. And, uh, and for the majority of them look great. In, in, in uh exhibition and scrimmage games of uh, what I think. So I was excited. I'm ecstatic. I, and I'm looking forward to uh everything here after in the start of the season on Thursday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I as well, man. Like I just stated, was ecstatic to get basketball back, man. And the scrimmages are winding down. You know, I think the Lakers played their last scrimmage game today, yes, I believe, uh, against yes, the Washington did. Wizards. And Brown and AD uh, was chilling, chilling mm-hmm. uh, today, which I was glad to see. Um, and around the whole uh, NBA, you know, you see your stars, the Westbrooks, the James Harden, the Antetokounmpo's, uh, Young Tatum, um, just all the stars, that are, Kawhi, PG, just a lot of stars just back on the floor, man. So it's so good to get NBA basketball back. But Black, let's transition, man, to open the night. We almost there. In a couple of days, Thursday on, I believe, I don't know who's going to be. I mean, they say TNT and ESPN, and they probably will tell me, but I think it's, uh, let's see here. On the Google real fast. Yeah, I think TNT. TNT will have the first games um, with everybody. Let's see. Let's see here. Let me give y'all the right info. All right, so TNT at 6.30. You got the Utah Jazz against the New Orleans Pelicans, man. 6.30 start. I like that. All right. And then a 9 p.m. start, we got the big main event. We got the, the 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 featured presentation round four of the Los Angeles Clippers and Lakers, and I remember we was talking black that maybe these guys might not play, you know, blah blah blah. But after kind of seeing LeBron and Anthony Davis and Kawhi and and everything that's going on, we're gonna talk about the Clippers in just a little bit. But um, I take that back. <laughs> I think these boys are foaming at the mouth, bro, to get out here on this floor, man. So. Let's just start with those two games, man. Uh, what a doubleheader. I think that's pretty good, Jazz, Pelicans, Clippers, and Lakers. What do you think, Black, the energy is going to be like uh, on Thursday night with the season restarting with two great games? Man, I think the energy is uh, amongst the players is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it sucks that it's not going to be fans there, but it seems like, <laughs> seem like the NBA found a way to have a little crowd noise or something going on at, in the bubble. You know, but I think the energy is going to be through the roof, man, for for all the games, man. Honestly, I think here here until the playoff star is going to be it's going to be crazy because we got NBA back. But, man, this Clippers and Lakers game like. I was I was I was right along the lines with D. I didn't think it was going to be too much, but I think it's going to be the real deal. You know why I feel like that? Seeing what I seen from LeBron James in scrimmage one. Yeah, man. 
LeBron looked like he was already locked in playoff mode. LeBron already. Facts, bro. Making plays like they're playing like regular season, getting to the playoff grind. And it's a scrimmage. Facts, bro. AD looking sharp, shooting, going to the cup. Like these guys look sharp. Don't look like they've been off for months at all. These guys look sharp, man. And I'm excited to see the startup, especially against having the Clippers right off the back on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a way to start off the and pick up the regular season with, a, with the game against the Clippers, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm excited to see uh, that game. And I'm excited to see all the games, D. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Thursday night, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to be in place. Um, shout out to my pops, man. He, he, he blessed your boy with a, a Los Angeles Lakers wave cap, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that I'm, I'm ready to pull out, uh, on Thursday night, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, we're going to get that going, but, um, I'm just happy knowing that competitive basketball is back. And I was stating that, man, you know, these guys, you know, who are already in the playoffs, you know, the Lakers and Clippers are already in, you know, they might kind of just be trying to find their wheels. But like Black said, man, LeBron was looking kind of like really zoned out, locked in, expect the, the, the first scrimmage game back against the Mavs. But man, on Saturday, when they were playing the Magic, man, I seen him running full speed, dipping his shoulder, running through Aaron Gore and get to the cup like no problem. Then I see him come back. Like, really yelling at the offense, trying to get him going, setting. Like, I'm like, man, Brian, this is scrimmage, dog. Like, you, you know, kind of chill. But he wasn't chilling. Anthony Davis came out his first four possessions, bro, in the block. Bang, bang, bang against Vujovic or whatever his name is. Like, that was a great matchup for AD. Mm-hmm. That was a great measure. Six Vujovic or however you say his name, he a good player. Yes, he is. He got good length, and he's athletic like Anthony Davis as well. But I think the Clippers and the Lakers, man, I think these boys are going to be foaming out the mouth ready to play. I think we're going to get us a very good you might see some sloppy ball, but I think the energy going to be there because these teams, this is their last chance to send each other a message. Like I seen uh, Shannon Sharp, shout out Uncle Shay Shay. He was saying that on um, uh, Undisputed today. He said, man, this is the last game these two teams get to have before the playoffs if they meet in the playoffs. This is the last message that LeBron can send to the Clippers. Hey, remember me because I'm coming. Same thing what Kawhi and PG can do to the Lakers. Hey, 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 we here. Mm-hmm. Be ready to rock. So once I start hearing that type of verb, I'm like, you know what? I think they right. I think we might be getting a real deal. And I'm so excited to see the Pelicans, man. That's my team to get in. I got them getting in at the AFC. I think you picked the Pelicans as well to make the AFC. Yeah, 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 I did. So I Zion's did. made it back to the bubble. He's going to quarantine. He'll be ready to go, man. And, and I'm excited to see that young Pelicans team. Zion didn't get to play any scrimmage games, but, you know, he's Zion Williamson. Throw him out yeah. there and see what you can get. You know, and uh, Utah's a good team, too. You know what I'm saying? They're not looking bad, man. They're not looking bad. They, they look well in their scrimmage games, man. So, I think we got to treat this Thursday night. So, I'm going to run through some other games that we're going to get uh, this weekend, all right? So, we got some. Let's see. We got the Celtics and Bucks, man. Friday night, 630. That's a great game. We got the Grizzlies and the Portland Trailblazers fighting for the eighth spot at 4 o'clock on Friday. We got a 4 o'clock game. <laughs> on a Friday, bro. <laughs> like what you do, bro? man? You, I'm you sitting, <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting in front of the TV and watching that. Um, and then I, I nightcap nine o'clock on Friday night. Pretty good. When you got the Rockets and you got the Mavs, man. Oh yeah, that's Th- gonna be a good. One. That's a real good game, yeah. man. A lot of lot of offense on the floor. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, Porzingis, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. A lot of offense. And there, if y'all man. haven't been watching James Harden through these scrimmages, he's been wilding. He's been reminding you yeah. why he's the offensive juggernaut that he is. Yeah, absolutely, man. So. 
We got a lot of games this weekend, man. We got the Heat and we got the Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder. We got the Clippers and the Pelicans, man. And then we got the Lakers and the Raptors on Saturday night, 830. Mm. Now, that's a good one, yeah, man. that's a good one. Because, you know, the Raptors not getting a lot of respect. Yeah, and I'm they, happy these games 830. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we, yeah, get, we good. Yeah, we good. Yeah. We good. <laughs> so looking forward to that. And then on Sunday, we get a good treat as well. We got six games, man. I'm not even going to talk about the Wizards and the Nets because I don't care. Uh, Trailblazers and Celtics, man. The Blazers are four games back. They got some work to do. Yeah. They're trying to get into the uh, eighth, eighth seed. You got the uh, you got the Bucks and the Rockets, 830. 830 on Sunday. Sunday That's night. So you got a good nightcap to close out your weekend. And if you want to go over to another channel and watch the Mavs and the Suns play, Devin Booker and Luke and them boys, they play at 9 o'clock. Okay. So you got two games to close out your weekend. So a lot of good basketball on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're definitely looking forward uh, to that here on the Sports Desk, Black. So, Black, let's transition, man, into our Lakers, man. You know, we got to stop by the Lakers, man. We got to talk about them and, and see what we've been uh, – talk about what we've been seeing in these scrimmages. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. So, Black, what's your overall just thoughts? Just what you've seen. I know, man, you talked on the phone the first scrimmage for a little while just to kind of converse what we've seen in the scrimmage. You know, we're not going to overdo it here. Uh, but what have you been seeing with the Lakers, uh, LeBron James, and their scrimmages, man? What, what you been seeing, Black? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I like what I'm seeing right now. Uh, I'm happy that it looks like we already in, in grind mode getting ready for a playoff run here in, in these scrimmages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting what you get out of LeBron James and AD. I don't have to even speak on that. Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing that's really surprising me, D, and I, I've been really shocked, and I think I, sh- I shared this with you. One day you told me we, all we need is 10 or 12 out of Deion Waiters. But, D, I think we're going to get more than that. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. I remember you said, oh, you said, Ernest, yeah, about, you was like, Black, about 10 points. That's you, all we need. Because you remember everybody yeah. was tripping. Yeah, everybody yeah, was tripping yeah, when yeah. we lost yeah, Rondo yeah, yeah. and Avery Bradley, but what, what we talked about? Yeah, what we talked uh, <laughs> What we talked about? Waiters <laughs> Island. Oh, Waiters Island. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 my bad. Yeah, but man, like, I'm just looking at the, the highlights from today, and this, this kid had 18 points today. He had, and then against the... Magic, he had a uh, twenty piece against the Magic, and then he poured in in game one, like thirteen or fourteen in the first scrimmage. So I'm thinking to myself, with D telling me ten points off the bench, off the bench, like this guy can get us twenty easily, twenty easily. Now I'm not, I don't want people, I don't want our listeners to think think I'm being overboard, but <laughs> why is it, why is it so harsh to say that this kid? Couldn't hold his own if they got Lou Williams coming off the bench and he come in and do the same thing. He a scorer. He's a scorer. And I can see it. Because when Lou, when, I mean, when Waiters comes in the game, his mind is only on one thing. And that's scoring the basketball. That's all he want to do. It's scoring the basketball. We ain't playing no defense. And then I don't know if you recognize, <laughs> when he is in the game and LeBron is in the game, LeBron gets him the ball. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And then sometime, uh, Deion Waiters says, you know what? I got this. I'm an ISO. Yeah, clear. Everybody clear. And he ain't selling it. He going to the cup, too. Nice. He hitting you with Euro coming off. Nice. He ain't selling it. We just ain't shooting. We just not seeing jump shot shooting out of Deion Waiters. Nope. But when he does shoot it, it's money. He's a problem. I think he, out of any player through this time off, has benefited. Because he got signed before. The pandemic happened. Yeah. And then he had all these months 
that I'm pretty months. sure that he was hanging Five out months. with LeBron, hanging out with AD. Facts, bro. He's These guys were hanging out. They've been they've been in the lab doing things. They been in LA. And you can see that he's been working. Facts. They already have a chemistry. Facts. And we only see him in scrimmage games. They have a chemistry already. And he fresh. He's, and he's fresh. fresh legs. He's fresh. And I see and and me seeing this, like I'm not finna sit here and I'm not gonna agree with D. I know he has a change of heart now. D is going to get me 18 to 20 points in this regular season in these playoffs coming. Oh, Because like you said, he's fresh legs. Yeah. You can put him in a set where you have AD on the bench and LeBron and LeBron and Deion Waiters on the court at the same time. Or you can take LeBron out and put Deion and AD on the court at the same time. Instant offense. Instant offense. Offense. So we may may have lost something defensively in Avery Bradley, but we gained something offensively. We did. And Deion Waiters. And Deion Waiters is going to play. He's going to play his best defense because of the team that he is on. Yeah. This is his biggest, probably his best opportunity since he's been in the NBA. You know, he's been a part of some pretty good teams. He has. But now he's playing with a cast of guys, man, who are in prime position to win a title this year. And you want to know one thing that I happened to go look at when Deion Waiters was with the Heat? Mm-hmm. Whenever he, the, the two times, what, well, the two times that he did play against the Clippers? He gave them hell this year. Yes, he did. He didn't care about Kawhi guarding him. Don't matter. He didn't care who PG guarding him. He was getting his shot. Don't matter. He was getting his shot. Mm -hmm. So he's a natural born scorer. So I love what I'm seeing from Deion Waiters in the bubble. That was the main thing I was looking for Mm -hmm. in this bubble. Was to see how Deion Waiters uh, handles the scrimmages and then being in these different lineups Mm -hmm. with with LeBron and AD. And I'm liking what I'm seeing, man, from him. And I'm also liking... What I'm seeing out of our role players, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming along. Jr. had another good game today. He had 20 points today. He had 20 points today. Mm-mm-mm. So he's going to get. He's. It's going to take some time, but he's going to get it. He's going to get it going. All the silly shot make taking. <laughs> it's a part we of got, it. Man. It's, 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 it's. It's. a part of it's it. A We've part seen of it. it We've seen it before from Jr. It's but a part of it, bro. Once he gets his legs under him the right way, Jr. can make shots. And then Caruso looked good in the last two, the last two uh, scrimmage games. So I'm excited about that as well. So man, I'm overall man, I'm excited from what what I'm really seeing from Deion Waiters inside these scrimmages that we've uh, been treated to watching. Maybach music. Yeah, I don't really have too much more to add to you, Black. I mean, Deion Waiters, and and look, man, I'm not gonna say I told you so, not to you, Black, but I'm just saying out loud. Like to everybody who was worried when we lost Bradley and we lost Rondo. And I was telling folks, I say, look, Laker faithful, be cool. We got wily veterans and we got an offensive problem waiting to get in here. Because let's keep it real. Yeah, you got to play defense. You do in the NBA, but let's keep it real. You don't have to play spectacular defense to be a champion. You just got to play standard definition defense. But you got to score. Mm-hmm. Like, you got small ball out here with the Rockets and the Celtics and the Clippers can put up points. There's a lot of teams who hooping for real. You got to be able to score. You and do. if Deion Waiters can give us that 12 to 15 and Black is going 18 to 20, like, bro, that's a problem. Deion Waiters is the seventh man off the bench. Cools is the first off, then Waiters. <laughs> so not only do you got Cools if he can keep his head going, because Cools look fine. Cools at 25. Cools at 25. And I follow everything Lakers on Twitter, and they screaming, Cools Mania. Cools Mania. That's what the tag is for Kuzma going into these playoffs, man. And I like what I saw from him 
against the Magic, man. I said, look, man, he looked like he playing in conf with some confidence, and he don't look like he's under pressure. I think this time off is going to benefit Kuzma because he had a hard time fitting in with LeBron and AD because Kuzma can score the ball. He, he needs his space. He needs to be able to create. And when you got guys like LeBron and AD on the floor, man, your spacing is limited. But mm -hmm. the one thing I'm starting to see now with Frank Vogel, he's giving Kuzma opportunity to have space. He's sending LeBron and AD to the right side of the court. And he letting Kuz handle the left side of the court. And when they moving, they not with or by each other. So if he going to the lane, Bron going to the lane with him. AD going to the lane with him for a lot. For if he misses a shot, they get a rebound. So I know it's like little tweaks. What I've been doing watching the Los Angeles Lakers in these scrimmages, I've been watching the format. I've been watching the sets on offense and the sets on defense. I know what my team can do. I know I, I'm not looking to see. Oh, can he? Can can Danny Green still shoot the three? Yes. Is can LeBron James still? You know, has he? Is he rusty? No. Is Anthony Davis still in that dominant defensive mode that he was in? Is he still rebounding? Yes. I know all that. But I want to see what Vogel and Jason Kidd and, and the whole uh, coaching staff for the Lakers what did they implement. And I see what they implement. They giving this offense a chance for everybody to flourish now. Because you can go back and watch old footage of the Lakers earlier this season. There were times throughout the game where Kuzma had to force shots. He's forcing threes. He's forcing pull-ups. Like, he's, in, he's not in rhythm. But I've seen in these scrimmages, he's getting an opportunity to be in rhythm. Like, you hit it on the head. Deion Waiters is getting an opportunity to get in rhythm. LeBron is handing him the ball at the top of the can. LeBron getting out the way. And this is going to instill confidence in these boys for these boys to hit the big shots and, and make clutch plays when it's time when we get deep in this playoff run. So that's what I've been seeing from the L.A. Lakers. And I can't wait till we get started, man. I think the Lakers look great. I think I don't see any chinks. And I, wish we, I wish we would kind of run shooters off the lane a little bit. The one thing I hate to see when I watch basketball is prime shooters get to stay in their spots, catch, and shoot. J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, Danny Green, they got to run these shooters off the lane. They do. This is a three-point lead. The three-point ball is going up. The Houston Rockets shot 51 threes last night against the Grizzlies, Black. 51. That's crazy. 51. In a scrimmage game. In a scrimmage game. You have to run these shooters off because threes are going to outweigh twos no matter who you're playing or who's shooting them. If somebody hit threes versus somebody hit twos, the person who was hitting the threes won the game. Yeah. <laughs> they won the game. So that's the only thing I really seen with the Lakers defensively. Let's run these shooters off, uh, off they spot, man, and, and have a chance of, you know, getting a rebound, blocking a shot or something like that. Ball in all, man, I think the Lakers look pretty good going into the, uh, the reopening of the season on Thursday, Black. All right, Black, we had another, uh, we had ESPN uh, roll out their top 10. Top 10 teams going into the reopening. We're going to read out the 10 teams. I'm like, we're going to talk about it. Number 10, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. The number nine team is the Dallas Mavericks. The eight team is the Houston Rockets. You got the Boston Celtics at seven. Heat at six. Nuggets at five. Raptors at four. Clippers at three. Lakers at two. Bucks at one. Black, what do you think about this list? Any gripe here? Any issues with this list? Yeah, man. Lakers should be number one, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lakers should be number one. Last time we seen the Bucks, man, we hmm. we're not gonna get back into that. Hmm. But uh, we know what happened last time we seen the Bucks. Lakers seen the Bucks. Man. Other than that, uh, it's Lakers and everyone. That's what I call it. Lakers and everyone else. You know. So uh, I I I don't have no problem with this list, man. I think 
Boston at seven. Um, I I I think they could be a little higher than seven because I just like what Boston is doing. You know, they gave the Lakers before the pandemic. They gave the Lakers a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. You know, with the uh with the way they play, and then Tatum is arriving. You know, mm-hmm. uh Tatum is here. Mm-hmm. He's putting teams on notice. So uh, I'm excited to see what Boston does in this playoffs, but I think they can be a little higher than seven. But overall, man, I like the teams that they got in the top 10. Mm-hmm. You know, I see your surprise team is down there at 10 mm-hmm. and the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. coming out of the East. But man, yeah, man, this is a great top 10 teams uh, that I could say that they are the top 10 teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I do have a gripe with Milwaukee. No, I understand Milwaukee has a number one, uh, the best record in the league. I get that. And, and, and for what it's worth, yes, I agree. They've had a fantastic season. They have. You know, they haven't really missed the beat, man. But look, man. Black, what'd you say? The last time we saw them, the last time we saw the Lakers, what was our, what did our eyes see? <laughs> we seen the Lakers clean up. Clean up. Clean up on arguably two of the three best teams in the, in basketball. The Lakers didn't go one and one. The Lakers went two and zero. Oh. They beat the Nuggets by I mean the uh, the the Bucks by like thirteen, and then you turn around and you beat the Clippers by ten. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we starting off number one? But it's cool because I see they're trying to get the Bucks they respect for having the best record in the league. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But let's see here. They got the Denver Nuggets at five. I don't got the Boston Celtics ranked that low at seven. I, I got think, them higher than that, right? I got them a top okay. five team going in. Okay, okay. I know Denver is ultra talented. I know they arguably have the best big man in basketball. But I'm not sold on their guard play. I'm not sold. They got great defensive guards. They do. But scoring, shooting the basketball, they're kind of lukewarm. That's why they lost game seven against the Portland Trailblazers last year because their guards couldn't take care of CJ and Dame. And I love Tatum and I love Jalen Brown. That combination right there on the wing, them boys going to be a problem. And if Kimball Walker, <laughs> if he come back from his Stay knee soreness looking like anything, man, be scary. them boys got a lot of firepower. And, of course, my biggest gripe is the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> being at number 10. I got Philly over Dallas. I got Philly over Houston. Mm. I got Philly over... I just don't think Denver is the 15. So I'm going to say I've got Philly over Denver. So I'm going to say Philly is a top 16. Okay. In the league. That's just my opinion. I think they're a top 16. I could be tripping, but that talent, man, when you look... I saw him play earlier today. I was like, man, look at this. And they did put Ben Simmons at the forward pos- they position today. They did. I and he hit a that. couple threes in the scrimmage as well. Okay. So I'm like, man, <laughs> we, we going to see, see, huh? <laughs> yeah. But I got something for you. I want to see what you think about this because okay, I cool. know you high on this player, and I think I'm starting to get, get there with you as well. Okay. I see they have Miami here at number five. Yes, sir. I have a coworker of mine mm-hmm. named Tavares. Shout out to Tavares, man. Mm-hmm. He said, Ernest, man. He said, my Miami Heat is a potential man that they could play the Bucks in the second round. Mm-hmm. And he said, <laughs> Bam out of Bayou has been given yeah. Greek freak problems this year. Gave him hell. This kid is coming. Mm-hmm. In a seven-game series, he believes that the Miami Heat could potentially knock off the Milwaukee Bucks. 
And he said, he was like, E, I know it's, I know it's, I know what you finna say. Uh, what y'all finna say, bro? I don't know, man. Like, Greek, uh, Greek freak, like, is going crazy. But I, but I went and looked at some footage and bam, plays his best when he's playing against Greek freak, man. Mm-hmm. And then they got Jimmy Butler with, like you said, D, mm-hmm. threes counts more, more than twos. Mm-hmm. And they got all these shooters around Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And you know what the Miami do? Miami Heat do well as well. What they do well? Shoot the three. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see what you think about that scenario of Milwaukee and uh, potentially the Bucks seeing each other in the playoffs. I hope we do see it. I am fascinated with it. I think that is a seven-game series. The difference in why I would take the Bucks in seven. Is because there's no one alive that can stop Giannis on the offensive end. Okay. I think Giannis with the ability to shoot the 18-footer and occasionally shoot the three. It's ugly to watch, but he can shoot it and <laughs> knock it down. It's going to prevent teams from running that zone on him like Toronto the did. Court defense. Yeah, it's yeah. going to prevent teams from doing that. And if 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 the Lopez brothers can start hitting their outside shots, and it's going to be a lot of Chris Middleton. Can Chris Middleton open up the floor and score? Jimmy Butler is a dog. Bam out of Bayou is a problem. They got shooters. I love Tyler Hero. I love him so much. I might be ordering this jersey soon. I like that kid's game. Don't get me wrong. You know who I think he's going to be like in a couple years? I don't think I'm tripping. He's going to be a version of Devin Booker okay. offensively. Okay. Offensively. Okay. Like, he's starting to put that ball down on the ground. Like, I see him like, yeah, man. Yeah. He, I see him make his move. He and he can move. score. Yeah. He can score. He definitely can shoot the three. We seen that. That can Yeah, touch and I know he's a rookie, yeah. but he's going to be a problem. But ultimately, Don't forget think, about Andre Iguodala now, too. Defensively, I they got to. Yeah, he out there, too. Yeah. But how much is he going to give physically? To the heat when it gets late. He's gonna have the experience, of course. He got three championship yeah. rings. Of course. You want him out there on the floor. But I think ultimately, I'm gonna go Bucks and seven if they meet. Because I think there's nobody. If Giannis gets in his mind, get the hell out my way or yeah. just lose everything you got. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna take the Bucks and But very and seven. interesting though, right? I think it would be. <laughs> and I hope we I hope we get that series. Okay. I hope we get that series. So I like that. I like that. All right, Black, let's have a little conversation, man. Let's have a little conversation here, Black. News broke over the weekend that Lou Williams had to leave the bubble because he needed to attend to a family matter. We uh, ultimately learned that he went to go uh, to a funeral. But after the funeral was over, Lou Williams did not get on a plane and go straight back to Orlando. Lou Williams got in his car and about 15 of his friends from the city went to a nice, um, what can we call it, black gentleman's club. Yeah, Magic City. Just going to say it, D. (laughs) He went to Magic City in ATL, man. Yes, sir. (laughs) And Lou Williams said that he was very hungry and he went to go get him some chicken wings and he has a dish named after him in Magic City. And Lou Williams uh, got pictures taken and everything, and those pictures leaked. Lou Williams arrived to the bubble the next day, thought he was going to have to quarantine for 48 hours and rejoin his team, but the NBA said, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. We got the footage, and the same day that everything broke out, the NBA determined that Lou Williams has to quarantine for 10 days. 
And within 10 days, he's going to miss the first two games of the, the reopening of the season. He's going to miss them. Black. This is funny that Lou Will just did not take this quarantine and Lorona seriously out here. Put uh, the team in jeopardy. Put the bubble in jeopardy. Just a lot of wrong how Lou Will handled this. But Black, can you hate on a man who was just trying to get a good bite to eat, man, and, and see a little entertainment? I cannot, my boy. Because uh, <laughs> if I was in a bubble, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith said us. it perfect. He told us. He told us. He was like, man, these men's going to be away from their women, yep. their wives. Yep. Man, don't be expect, don't, it's, don't expect these guys to stay inside this bubble. Right. And that's not what's going to, that definitely didn't happen with Lou Will. Because no. Lou Will is from Atlanta. Yep. He has plenty of friends. And after the funeral, I'm pretty sure they were like, man, we going to get a bite to eat. They were like, man, let's just hit Magic City, man, and celebrate the passing of our fallen brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in Atlanta, that's what it's about. The strip clubs, that's what those guys do that's in Atlanta. Do. That's what it's about. So, and then you got to, then he's like, man, I can go get my favorite dishes named after me. You know, we walk in Mac City, get me something to eat, get me some wings. And then it's like know, a garlic somebody, wing or Somebody something. on Twitter said, man, he went in there to get steak and potatoes, man. Like, hey. They, they, say he got a, they, got, they say he got some wings uh, dedicated to him. Some garlic and barbecue wings or something hey, like that. Hey, I'm not mad at all. Dude, is it really important him missing the first two games on the restart? It might be. Maybe Against the Lakers, maybe. It might I'm be. Not, who would they play after that? I don't know. It might be. But um, we be. shall see. Might be. You know, I can't blame Lou Will, man, for going to have a good time. I can't blame him. You know, we've been, Stephen A. Smith reminded us that this was going to happen. And it's happening. He did. He did. Look, this is very, very hilarious. This is very, very, very funny. Then when you read this stuff, it's like, what? And the only thing I can think of when this news broke loose. LeBron James. LeBron James. Why was I thinking about LeBron? This is why I was thinking about LeBron. Any type of noise. Any type of diversion for the Los Angeles Clippers, I'll take it. <laughs> now, I watched some of the Clippers' second scrimmage game. In black, they looked horrible. PG looked it bad. Kawhi looked it bad. The team didn't look good. Montrez Harrell is not playing. Patrick Beverly is not playing. Lou Williams was not there to play. The Clippers just didn't look too good. Doc Rivers was very, very uneasy during the Clippers' second scrimmage game. And I find this to be a truth-teller in some ways. You want to know what that is, Black? I watched the Lakers play. Mm -hmm. I see what my Lakers look like in the scrimmage. Mm -hmm. We're clicking. I've seen a lot of positive things from the Lakers. The Clippers won their first scrimmage game. Yeah, they did. But they haven't looked... Too good. They're having trouble scoring the basketball. They're having trouble defensively. And if they come into the season playing anything like that, you know what that tells me? They need more time to gel. They need more time to click. They need more time. Mm. But Black, guess what they don't have? They don't have time. (laughs) The season starts Thursday. (laughs) The Clippers was already a team who you would have to say, man, they got a, they basically got a brand new team from last year. They kept Lou, you got Montrez, you got Pat Bell. But other than that, they got a brand new team. They really spent most of the year, and they did a good job clicking, getting chemistry, syncing together. But I think the Clippers 
not being able to play for five months hurts them because all of their all of their chemistry. You just got Paul, George, and Kawhi to play together for consecutive games for the first time. That comes to a screeching halt. You know who been playing together the whole year together? Anthony Davis and LeBron James, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. These these guys been playing together the whole year. Yeah, they have. So I would like to think that they don't have much to figure out with each other. I still think Kawhi and PG have to figure out still how to play together. Even if you're talking about winning the championship. So, Lou Will, I appreciate you, dog. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed the wings. You went to hang out with the crew and now you're quarantined for 10. Because Skip Bayless made a great point today, and I kind of agree with him on this. Skip Bayless is one of the biggest Kawhi Leonard fans there is. And he said Kawhi Leonard is not a, a closer. He's a cold-blooded killer, but he ain't a closer. If you look at it, Kawhi ain't the guy they, they, they like give the ball and give situations to for this Clippers team to be able to do his thing. They give it to Lou Williams. Yeah, He's the most purest scorer on this team. And he probably is, I'm going to say it, he's the third best player on this team. Outside of Paul George, outside of uh, Kawhi Leonard, it's Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. And he can score. Yes, he can. He can score. So, man, I like the diversions and everything Doc Rivers got going on. And Doc Rivers can't be happy. He can't be happy with Lou Will. And you know what, Black? I would hate to be Lou Will when he walks back into that Clippers locker room. You want to know why, Black? Because some of the guys may dap him up and show him love. Oh, cuz, you back. I don't think Kawhi Leonard going to do that. I don't think Doc Rivers going to do that. I think Lou Williams is going to be put in some type of doghouse. He's going to have to earn Kawhi and Doc Rivers' trust back. See, this, there's a deeper conversation here to Lou Williams' actions. Because he was supposed to go to this funeral, and he was supposed to get back, spend two days of quarantine, and rejoin the team for that last scrimmage game. I think it's tomorrow. But he can't do that. So he's going to miss the first two games. So Lou Williams only going to have six games to get ready for the playoffs. Mm. Six. Now, remember I said that. Today is July 27th, and it's 745. Remember I said that about the Clippers by Lou Will hitting up Magic (laughs) City. So shout out to you, Lou Will. All right, man. So we're going to leave basketball, man. We're going to get into the National Football League. We had a big story break loose this week. Let's get into the National Football League. Biggest story. Biggest story of uh, the weekend. And, Black, the NFL, man, they just had some bombshell stories uh, have, this offseason. But the biggest uh, story was, uh, I think he's a superstar stud safety, Jamal Adams, being traded from the dis- disoriented, debacle, shameful New York football jets. He is now a Seattle Seahawk, man. And Black, you hit it on the money. You hit it on the money. You called him to go to Seattle. We were talking about this a few weeks back. So, Black, what do you think about two things? The initial move, Jamal Adams being on the Seahawks. Seahawks, And what do you think about that? About the load that the Seahawks gave up to acquire Jamal Adams? Man, um, I'm excited to see him in Seattle, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my pick. Mm-hmm. And, whew, they gave... <laughs> 
They gave up what the Rams had to give up for Jalen Ramsey. They gave up a lot. They gave up a lot, man. Two first round picks mm-hmm. and a uh, and, third round and, and a third and a third round pick. and a player. And they and they sent uh, Jamal Adams in a fourth round pick in twenty twenty two to Seattle as well. Mm-hmm. And they also gave up uh, Seattle exchange uh, Bradley McDougal uh, to to the Jets mm-hmm. from Seattle for uh, yeah. Jamal Adams. Right. So, man, um, I was I was like, wow. Uh, I seen it coming. We talked about this on one of the episodes. Where could he land? Yep. You know, and I think he would. You pick Kansas City. You said he would yep. fit well in Kansas City, and mm-hmm. I said Seattle. And man, like him going to Seattle, man, is going to be a really big deal for Seattle because mm-hmm. it assures up that backhand for them now. And they needed it. And they needed it. And they already got their two corners that they like. Now yep. they got their safety that they mm-hmm. like back there now. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to help them, and Facts. and I think that puts them in prime position to really contend this year for for us. Uh, for a championship mm-hmm. with with the addition uh, of him, mm-hmm. but they gave up a load, man. They gave up a load, so I'm thinking maybe Seattle thinks uh, we're gonna be straight for the next couple of years. So two yeah. first rounders, I and like you t- like you text me, hey man, hey if you need him, go ahead, give it up, bro. Uh, we trying to win now. I give you two first rounders for him because I need him. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So so yeah, man, I'm excited, man. They gave up a lot, but. I'm not concerned about what they gave up. Seattle, Pete Carroll, those guys, those guys, those guys know about winning championship, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get them back in that running and competing for uh, that Larry O'Brien Trophy. Not Larry O'Brien. I mean, I'm tripping. I'm, 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 I mean, the Lombardi Trophy. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, man. I was deeply saddened. Oh. Uh... <laughs> when the information hit my phone that Jamal Adams was traded to the Seattle Seahawks, I'm not going to lie. I knew overall, with all the crap that we got going on with Dak Prescott and his contract in Dallas, I knew we weren't going to be able to afford uh, to trade for Jamal uh, Jamal uh, Adams. But, hey, a guy can wish, can he? Can he wish? to give up no two first rounders yeah, for nobody. So I, I was hoping that we could have landed him. He a Texas kid, and, you know, wish we could have had him. But, anyway... Like Black said, this is huge for Seattle. This shows up that back end. Seattle is competitive, competitive, competitive football team year in and year out, man. Top five. Top five. No, no, I'll take it back. I think Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is a top three quarterback in this league. He could be top two in this league. And I'm not saying about what you saw from him last year. I'm saying all in all as a quarterback, man. Russ don't make mistakes. He he throws a good deep ball. He got good mobility. He don't miss games. Like, I love Russell Wilson as a football player. But back to Jamal Adams. Look, man, Pete Carroll and this organization that's in Seattle, they find their way all the time just bringing in piece by piece to keep this thing going. The Seattle Seahawks, you thought when the Legion of Boom disbanded, Earl... Cam Chancellor, Sherm, when you thought them boys, Browner, when you thought them boys was, when they left, you thought Seattle was done. No, they keep competing. They dug Baldwin's and, and, and they brought in, uh, what's the boy name from, uh, that was in New Orleans, the tight end, uh, that played for Green Bay now, uh, the tight end. I can't oh, think of his name, man, but they, it. from Miami, he went to Miami. I can't oh, think of about Winslow? No, 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 no. I can't think of his name, but man, they they keep bringing in these type players, man. Yeah. Um, oh, in Seattle, but.
But this is here's the difference with Jamal Adams. This dude is a superstar. In the making. He is a superstar talent. Yeah, he is. This man is going to bring it in Seattle. And he is better than Cam Chancellor. He is better than anything back there uh, defensively. And I'm going to go say it, man. He eventually going to be better than Earl Thomas. That's what I believe. He's bigger. He's faster. He can cover. He can tackle. And my God, can he blow you up. <laughs> <laughs> this man is like a transformer running around out there. And I love Earl Thomas, mm -hmm. but Earl Thomas is spectacular in a small package. Small package. But this dude here, this man is legit. And I love him at LSU. I, I never forget Alabama and LSU, number one versus number two in Death Valley. Them boys was hit. Yes, they was. And every time the whistle blew, who was around the football? Earl, Jamal Earl Adams. Adams. Yeah. So this is a big deal for Seattle, man. I think these guys, I already had them competing very well this year. And, man, this might put them closer and closer, man, to knocking out the door to get into a Super Bowl this year. Mm -hmm. Because in the NFL, you can score all the points you want, but you got to have defense. You got to have players on the defensive end, man, who can make moves. And I think they got arguably already probably the best safety in football. I like him like I like Duran James. That's how I like both of those guys, yeah. man. So this is a great pickup for Seattle, man. All right, man. So we'll keep that closely, man. So we're going to get into a list that came out, man. So we're going to go over the top 10 teams coming into the season. And then we're going to get into the top five worst teams coming into the season. All right. So at number 10, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. I got a problem with that. I'm just going to say it. Eagles at 10. Bills at 9. Titans at 8. Seahawks at 7. Bucks at 6. Saints at 5. Patriots at 4. Patriots at 4. Ravens at 3. Niners at 2. Chiefs at 1. Outside looking in are, of course, my Dallas Cowboys at 12. So, Black, what you think about this top 10, man? You got any problems here? Yes, Philly at 10. Yeah, man. What's, what's, <laughs> Just like you said, man, Philly at on? 10. What's um, going on? I replaced them with Dallas. Mm -hmm. I even replaced them with Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. honestly. Because uh, Big Ben's going to be back, and I'm pretty sure that offense is going to be a little better with Big Ben there. Um, I don't know about San Fran at number two. I know they All went right. to the Super Bowl. I know they went to the Super great Bowl. Head coach, great, great head defense, coach, great defense, great running game. I will put Baltimore at two wow, based on what really? they did. You think Baltimore better season? football team? Uh, football team. I know they got the better they dynamic got, player. They, 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 they got dynamic player. They have great coach and great defense. So okay, I, all right, yeah, all right, all right. I'll put them. I'll put them at number two. Just, okay, cool. That's, that's just me. Okay. Um, Tampa at six. I know. I know they're doing that for Brady. Of course. I know they're doing that for Brady. But they got so. a hell of an offense coming in this yeah, year. Yeah, they do have a hell of an offense. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm shocked they got Buffalo at nine. Oh, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that they got them at nine. I, I wouldn't have put them in the top ten right now, but I think later on in the season. They oh, could you wouldn't have Buffalo in the top ten? You are you? Come over on, now. Over, 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 over Dallas. Over what Green Bay did last year, running the ball and Aaron Rock. 
You got to remember, they went to a uh, NFC championship. And got blown and out the water. They did. 45-3 or something like that. Okay. They had an amazing right. year. So you think, Green Bay, you think Green Bay's a better football team. team coming to the end of Buffalo? In, come as a football team, right. yes, right. Cool. right now. Cool. But but I potentially think uh, Buffalo, as season go on, can become a top 10 team in the league. Okay, gotcha. But just not at the start of it right gotcha. now. Gotcha, gotcha, So, gotcha. But other than uh, Philly at 10, they need to be replaced with Dallas because Dallas is – by far, top 10 team. You know, you could potentially be talking about them in the top six six teams in the league, in my opinion. That's ridiculous. So, uh, I'll take, like I said, I would take Buffalo. I'll put Green Bay up there as well. But, um, and replace Baltimore with, uh, with San Fran. Mm. So, uh, other than that, man, I'm, ugh. And New England, I forgot about New England. Like, ugh, I don't. What you say? They got a number four coming in. What you say? D, I really don't know, man. Like at number four, you don't know? Come on, at number four? No, I'm saying I, I'm saying about them being number four. They I shouldn't be. They, that's what you're saying. They shouldn't be. Oh, okay. They shouldn't be. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I should they shouldn't be number four. Facts. They obviously shouldn't be number four. Facts. But could they have the potential of being on a top five team of uh team in the NFL? They could. You think so? Bill Belichick is their coach. And yeah, yeah, I know that. They do have Cam Newton coming in, the best quarterback he's you, you said ever had from sideline to sideline. So they could they have the potential of being a really good team. Yeah, you said top five though. Uh, I think not right now. As yeah, the season I know. As the season goes, goes on, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All as right. the season goes I, I think, on, I think, I think that's right now. Too. But 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 right now, no, I'm not going to give them a a, a top five team. So okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't have them at four. Okay. Maybe if you want to talk about team overall, you could replace them with the Cowboys. You can replace them with the Cowboys. Okay. You can you can honestly replace them uh, with the Cowboys because a, a Cowboys as a team is great. Mm-hmm. On paper, it looks great. Great coach, Super Bowl championship coach like Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott. Defenses, uh, defenses up and coming. The defense is going to be a little better this year, I think. But offensively, these boys got everything they need to get it done. So yes, I will put Dallas at number four mm-hmm. uh, and replace and, and move New England down to number 12. Yeah, I, I, I got a couple of issues here, and I'm, I'm, I'm mine is short and sweet. I like Kansas City and San Francisco at one and two. I think San Francisco's pass rush is I, – I, these boys be flying off the ball. That defensive line is very, very good. Then it got some hiccups in this secondary. I think Sherman this year, this is going to be the year we see him like be done in this okay. year because he struggled in he the did. playoffs Towards and he struggled the in the yeah, Super Bowl. Did. Yeah, Super Bowl. But I hope I'm wrong because I like Sherman. All right? But let's go. Buffalo at nine, I got them higher. I will, I will replace Buffalo. Definitely, I got Buffalo over Tennessee to okay. me. I got Buffalo over – I could even see Buffalo jumping in front of Tampa. As an overall football team. Okay. A football team. New Orleans at five. Okay, cool. But how much is this relying on New Orleans' um, uh, home field advantage, which they won't have this year? Because I don't know how many fans are going to be in the stadium this year. But that's another topic. Uh, Seattle at seven. I have them higher. I will replace Seattle as a top five football team, especially with the addition of Jamal Adams. Okay. Definitely got my Dallas Cowboys over the Philadelphia Eagles. I even have my Cowboys over the Tennessee Titans as well. I even have my Cowboys over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Am I being biased? Maybe, but sue me. But uh, I I like my Cowboys team, especially offensively, man. I think it's going to be something. Over New England too, I hope. I have them over New England as well. I don't have New England as a top 10 team. I don't. Not starting the season. I feel what you're saying as the season goes, but I don't have them 
as a top 10 team. Minnesota had a great year last year as well. Made it to the second round of the playoffs. Kirk Cousins played real good football. Dalvin Cook, we know about him. Stud running back. <laughs> great, decent defense in Minnesota as well. Contract problems. He ain't going to be reporting. Yeah, like... but I'm, I'm sure they'll fix that. Okay. I'm sure they'll get that done. There's no way Dalvin Cook is not playing this year for the Minnesota uh, Vikings. But all in all, I mean, you got a pretty good um, list here. But the biggest shocker of this whole list to me, maybe I'm a little too high on this team, but the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans at 17 and 18? I got Houston over Indianapolis. I know Phillip Rivers is there, but Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers right now. Houston at 17, but Denver at 15? Drew Locke, nice young stud quarterback. Played well towards the end of the year. A lot of weapons, but Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Drew Locke. But I know we're talking football team. I know we're talking football team. And I think Denver is a team to watch this year. What about Green Bay at 14? I got them outside of the top 10. I think they're going to relapse this year. I think they're going to relapse this year. year. Yeah, but I think it's some turmoil there with Jordan Love being taken number one overall. Where is this team really going? So I guess we'll see. So top 10 is cool. It ain't too bad, but there are some changes they could have made. And the biggest one is my Cowboys being 12. Should have been over Philly. All right, Black, let's get into it, man. The worst five teams in the National Football League. At number five, you have the Washington football team. They just right down in the bottom. At number four, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars. At number three, you have the Carolina Panthers. At number two, you have the New York football Giants. And they say the worst team, excuse me, I got this all wrong. Five was the Bengals. Four was the Giants. Three was the Panthers. Two was the and number one was the Washington football team. Black, is this list accurate? Do you see anybody who should be in this list uh, of the top five worst teams coming into football this year? It's pretty accurate, my boy. <laughs> you know, me, myself, I probably would have put the Jaguars at 32. Okay, I got you. You know, uh, I, you. I think I think the Washington football team may be a couple of wins better than the Jaguars as a team. Uh, um. The New York Giants, I don't, I don't know if they're a top, a top five worst team in the league. Uh, I think you could probably push them up a, a little higher than that. Uh, I, w- I would say they're better than the Detroit Lions. I would say they're uh, better than the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, like, I don't like New York Giants as the number four worst team in the league. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they could be a little higher there. I would move. I will move the Jets down in their spot, uh, in New York, the Giants spot. So, but most definitely Jaguars should be thirty-two. Uh, <laughs> Washington football team thirty-one. I agree with Carolina. I just don't agree with the Giants being there and Cincinnati being there as well. Mm-hmm. Unless we see more uh, awesome football play from um, uh, the number one overall pick in the draft this year, Burrow. Mr. Burrow. So yeah. we'll see how that happens. And will they have AJ Green? We don't know. Yeah, we don't. You know, so we'll see what happens with them. So their spot is solidified as well at five. Yeah, Black, I'm not even going to talk about these five. I was glad that you had a handful of knowledge that you could give out to our listeners. Well, that's what we're supposed to do, D. Yeah, but I don't give a crap. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I mean, the only thing that is true, and I hope that comes to fruition, is that. <laughs> The Jacksonville Jaguars go 0-16. They don't win a game. They're not competitive at all. 
I hope the Jaguars absolutely stink. And that way, we can get sunshine. Oh, sunshine. Playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> next season. So I can go ahead and get a Trevor Lawrence jersey and put it up in this office. Yes. <laughs> it's going right over there. He don't even have to take a snap. And I'm going to have a Trevor Lawrence jersey hanging up in the office, man. So I'm not even going to talk about these other five teams. They all suck. I mean, I don't know where they're going to finish, but they all stink to me. All right, Black. Well, we got a little bit of time here, man. Just a few minutes. We're just going to take a second to talk about the return. And we're going to get more in depth. And I know a lot of people say, man, where has that sound been? Yo, he's back. <laughs> Let me in. The Fiend is back. He's been missing for almost a year, seems like. But he's returned. We transitioned to WWE, by the way. And we're not going to sit here long. But me and Black have been talking. They, went, they put Braun Strowman through the three phases of Wyatt. Mm-hmm. That's the name of it, the three phases of Wyatt. And now, Braun Strowman has faced Bray Wyatt. He has transitioned and faced Bray, the other Bray Wyatt, the one with Sister Abigail and all that stuff like that. And now, at the end of Extreme Rules last weekend, he returned. He returned. And I, as you all know, am a huge fan of The Fiend. So, Black, real quick, what did you think about the return of the fiend at the end of extreme rules. Well, we definitely wasn't expecting it, Mm-mm. you know. So, but it was good to see the fiend come back, man. It was just like a breath, breath of fresh oh, air. Oh God, was it? <laughs> it was oh, a breath God. of fresh air to finally get the fiend back. Oh, God. I didn't know they were going to take it there, but they did. I Thank I was God. right along the lines with D. Uh, uh, Survivor Series, uh, is that I'm thinking right? What's that? SummerSlam for for the Fiend to come back. Yes. That's when I was thinking yes. that he was going to return, but yes. he made an appearance at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. So man, it was it was awesome to see him come back. I'm yep. excited. Uh, I'm ready for the belt to be back on the Fiend because the way he lost the belt was was god awful. I mean, just absolutely sickening. God awful. I still ain't to, forgave Vince to for Goldberg. I still ain't forgave to Vince Bill for that. Goldberg. But uh, I'm excited, man, to see the fiend back. Uh, let's get that strap back around his waist. Let's get it back around his waist. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up everything. We're going to get into some other news, man. And we are going to get out of here. All right, Black. The Jumpman logo is on the move. That's right. Jumpman, Michael Jordan's logo will be on the United uniform. So it won't be on all of the uniforms of the NBA next year, but the special edition jersey that the team wears throughout the year, you will see the Jumpman logo on all 30 NBA jerseys next year. Now, the funniest thing about all of this, Black, (laughs) to me, is the memes that I have been seeing about a Jumpman logo being on a Detroit Pistons jersey. <laughs> I'm sure Michael Jordan is going to be somewhere with the biggest, most expensive cigar possible and a nice warm glass yak with one ice cube in it, sipping slow as he sees the Pistons with the Jordan logo on his jersey because Jordan let us know he hates the Detroit Pistons. All right, we got a lot more going. Let's go. So we got the NBA moving up the draft lottery to August the 20th. So the lottery will be on the 20th. This will be during the playoffs. 
Um, so um, they were going to wait until do it until October, but they pushed it up. So they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with the draft. All right, Mookie Betts from the Los Angeles Dodgers signed a 12-year, $365 million deal with the L.A. Dodgers. So shout out, Mookie. Can your boy hold $5? All right, so undercard for Tyson Roy Jones Jr. We got NBA all play NBA player, college football player, just an all-world athlete, Nate Robinson, dunk contest winner, getting in the ring to box against YouTube sensation Jake Hall. That is going to be on the card of this fight. And man, look here, man. They pulling some hilarious stunts, boy. And you know what, Black? I can't wait to see it. You I want see it? I want to see if Nate Robinson can yeah, do a stand. Yeah, because I want to laugh. That's what I want to No, do. I really want to see if he can do a stand. Because you know what he said that made me stop laughing? He said, bro, I'm a world-class athlete. I played college football at University of Washington, defensive back. I went to the NBA and became a all-star player, dunk contest champion. I'm a world-class athlete. And when he said that, I'm like, you know what? You're right. He is a world-class. So we'll see what he can do. Okay. All right? Hey, Black, what about... What do you think about the Notre Dame Fighting Irish playing in the ACC this season, Black? The Notre Dame Fighting Irish are looking to be a part of the ACC and be able to compete for an ACC crown this season due to the pandemic. What do you think about the Irish possibly being in your Atlantic Coast Conference Championship game? I like that. Yeah, I think so. Hey, I think you, add good another, look. you add another uh, great team to the ACC, so I, I, think, I like that. Yeah, I think it would be a good look. Yeah. All right, and the dirt sheets have leaked. It looks like Edge is returning, and they've already booked him and Randy Orton for WrestleMania 37 next year in an I Quit match that will allegedly be the Edge's last match in the WWE. So the rumors are already swirling that that's going to happen. Good news for Alex Smith. Man, he suffered a gruesome, serious injury almost two years ago, man, where they didn't even think this man could possibly walk again. He had several surgeries. The leg got infected. It went, They was even talking about amputation at one time for Alex Smith. But Alex Smith this weekend was clear to participate in football activities. So shout out to Alex Smith on that grind. I encourage everybody to go to YouTube and type in E60 and watch that story uh, of his wife telling the journey of everything Alex went through. You can see what he went yes. through as well on that piece. So I encourage everybody to go look at that. All right, the Knicks have had a new head coach. Tom Thibodeau got another job. He's been the Bulls head coach. He's been the Timberwolves head coach. He's been my head coach. He's been your head coach. Tom Thibodeau <laughs> keep getting jobs. And now he is the new head coach of the New York Knicks, signing a five-year deal. And before we wrap up, Black, let's get into it, man. UFC on ESPN Fight Island 3. Leading armies Black, to battle. what do we have going on, man? We got some type of ad plan. They just kind of hating on us, Black. Black, what did we think about two things? Nogara and Shogun 3. And what did you think about the absolute comedy of these two old wily legends getting it in? Black, what did you think about it? It it, it was crazy to watch, man. I got a lot of good laughs watching this, man. Mm. But... Uh, we're UFC fans, so I was I was excited to see those two old guys, uh, the two old legends in there getting it in, but definitely a lot of laughs, Steve. Mm-hmm. Whole <laughs> bunch of laughs, man. Whole bunch of laughs. <laughs> I enjoyed it, man. The Shogun is now 3-0 and against Noguera, so I don't know why they even letting them fight again, but oh well. And last but not least, Black, what you got on Robert Whitaker and Darren Till, man? What you yeah, think man, about that I fight? Yeah, really, man, I really... Uh... 
I know it was a unanimous decision, unanimous decision, Robert Whitaker, but I really wasn't too impressed, you know, with what uh, Robbie Whitaker did. He said that he had a lot going on when he fought uh, Adesanya, but uh, yeah. he he's looking to get back in there with Adesanya, but I think that's a mistake. You think so? Yeah, I think that's a mistake. Um, I okay. think Adesanya takes care of him again. Okay. But um, I read... I really, I really wasn't too impressed with the main event, but really? it was okay. It wasn't okay. the best. Yeah, right. I thought it was a good fight. I thought it was a good fight. Darren Till looked a little different. He looked more calculated. Um, he dropped Whitaker early in the first round. Whitaker looked different. He looked like he was going like an unorthodox type of fight style. So it looked kind of weird to see him fight like that. Do I think he deserves a title shot next? No, I don't think he deserves one. I think there are some other fights that Whitaker can get in. Well, here's an interesting stat real quick. Every middleweight champion who's lost their belt, they haven't won their next fight ever. Mm. Anderson Silva, Luke Rockhold, um, uh, think they put Michael Bisbing in there as well. Every middleweight champion who's lost the title has never won their next fight. Robert Whitaker is the first to do so. Oh, wow. So that's a great stat. Yeah, that's a great stat. All right. All right, man. So that pretty much wraps up everything here at the Sports Test, man. Uh, once again, um, we just shout out. Oh, not just shout out. Shout out all of our supporters, all of our listeners. Special shout out to the NPN Network and Al Pete, Fly Sox and Tees. We appreciate y'all, y'all watching. Um, me and Black go live streaming last week. Appreciate all the love and everything y'all uh, gave us for that. And again, shout out Al Pete. Uh, Black, you got anything before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, man. Same thing, man. Shout out to all our listeners, man, and all the support we get. Uh, shout out to MPN, Fly Sauce and Tees, man. Yep. Uh, everything was great, was beautiful, man. I enjoyed everything that I tune in, tune mm-hmm. in to, man. So shout out to Al, Mr. Al Pete, uh, and everyone who uh, participated in Fly Sauce and Tees. And uh, we appreciate all the support here at the Sports Desk, man. We appreciate all the love that we get here. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find me at Dedrick Hicks Jr. At, on Twitter and on Instagram. Holla at me, man. Chop it up with your boy. And you can find me at Black ENL3 on Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all hit me up, man. Yeah, y'all be sure, man, to check out the YouTube page, man. I got the first, uh, got some blog, some vlogs on there, man. We're going to put up another one uh, documenting this episode as well. We had Young Fly Cat Daddy Marcel in the building. He over there chilling on his uh, headphones on his phone. He got some raw shorts on, man. I'm going to have to see what that boy got them joints yeah, from. Yeah, man, shout out to my son, man, over yes, here, man. Wolf's and Wolf Pack, man. Yes, sir. The Wolf yes, Pack. Sir. You'll see, y'all will see him on the vlog, you know, if you listen to this. Y'all see him on that shouting out and repping his crew. Out right, there, Wilson, Wolfson, all right. But yeah, this has been episode 68 of the Sports Desk. Uh, always have a good time here. Um, like I said, like, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, check us out at Reduced on Sports on the Instagram. We suck on our page on Instagram. I'm just going to say it. We got to get back to updating that and putting stuff on the Instagram page. The only thing we be posting is the covers and stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, we, 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 we got to get back to it, man. We suck doing that. But uh, we appreciate y'all rocking. All right, man, we'll get at y'all next week for episode 69. Everybody, everybody, get on your feet. Get on your right feet. Now, right now, right now. Jones, Jones Jr., the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Fighter in the world. Whoever don't agree, whoever don't agree, you know what? I guess y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. When they broke my gold medal in Seoul, Korea, let's look back at my whole career. Because y'all must have forgot, forgot. Hit Percy Harris with four hooks at one time.